Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. After the final buzzer sounds, we're here to wrap it up. Why not? Here's Steph Curry! It's time for Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7. The game. Warriors Wrap Up is presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason inside our San Francisco studios. The Warriors wrap up their four-game road trip tonight in Salt Lake City, and they fall to the Jazz 113-109. to Whitey Gleason, though, the Warriors, they they trailed by as many as 21 in the fourth quarter. In that fourth game of the trip, they're playing with eight players, but yet they fight all the way back to cut the Jazz lead down to two. What an exciting finish. Before ultimately... Uh, falling in this one, 113-109. It was a lot of fun, right? 113-109, the Jazz prevail. As you said, J.D., with 9.51 left, it was 100-80. to The Warriors come back and nearly pull this thing out. And isn't it refreshing after a game to be able to talk about a controversial officiating call uh, as a Gobert foul late was, was actually reversed upon review? Isn't it refreshing to be able to talk about a uh, a strategy question. The Warriors down three with 10 seconds to go. Should they have gone for three? They had Brooks drive to the basket. So in addition to talking about how oh, this guy played better, that guy needs to play better, it's nice to be able to talk about those types of things. Bottom line, the Warriors, after getting wiped out Wednesday, they had to come in and compete tonight, and obviously they did that, to and, say the least. And it's just, just a, it really is a gritty effort, I, I mean, for, for this group. I mean, it, you, you lose the game the way they lost the game in Dallas, and you're just thinking, all right, what's left as tonight's game started to get out of hand? Now, look, the Warriors played, you could make a case, probably their second-best game of the trip tonight, right? They played pretty well in Memphis, obviously won yeah. that game by 19. Uh, you know, throw the, Flush the game down the toilet, as Steve Kerr said, the, the game in Dallas. Uh, and the Pelicans game, they weren't great. But I, I think just to, to rise up and to compete down by two at the end of the first quarter, uh, the second quarter, things got away from them a little bit. The Jazz added on in the third and then led by as many as 21 there early in the fourth. I mean, uh, at that point, you're thinking, all right, well, a lot of teams are just going to phone it in. They're going to get down 30, and, it, and it's going to wind up, while being a better effort than the game in Dallas, looking like a, a score that's more similar to the game in Dallas. But that didn't happen at all, and I think the eight guys that played tonight deserve a lot of credit for it. With seven of those eight, seven of the eight uh, in double figures. Well, who's the guy that didn't? Scoring double figures. Ah, but... do we don't need to go there, okay, do we? Do right. we really need to go there? I don't want to pile <laughs> I'm sure, on. I'm sure we will eventually. Uh, the Warriors finishing up with a 37-point quarter. Now, taking nothing away from Golden State. How could you take anything away from the way they played and competed in this game? But I did think that early fourth quarter, and I think Steve Kerr may even have alluded to it. He's seen it before from his own teams. I think the Jazz, eh, they thought, we got this one. And I think they took the... The, the pedal off the metal a little bit there. And then you see it in basketball at all levels. And then it's tough to get it back when the momentum goes the other way. And they barely survive that game. So the Warriors throwing a real scare at Utah tonight. 
It's John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, Warriors Wrap-Up. We're brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. As you listen here to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco, a radio.com sports station. We are going to hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, here momentarily. But before we do, want to let everybody know what's going on currently in Salt Lake City. Uh, Anthony Slater, our friend uh, from The Athletic and our 95.7 The Game Warriors insider as well, tweeting out here within the last five minutes, uh, strange post-game scene in Utah. Everyone remaining in the arena evacuated about 30 minutes after the game. The Warriors rushed out of the locker room to their bus, a result of an unattended suspicious package apparently. So uh, everybody that was in the building, uh, you know, getting interviews and post-game locker room and all of that stuff and the workers uh, at the Vivint Smart Home uh, Arena uh, all evacuated there. Uh, but it sounds like everything at this point is okay, but there was some package that, that you know, was didn't know what it was. Right. So you got to be safe. Yeah. And it sounds like a case of officials there being uh, prudent and overly cautious uh, because of... Um, uh, an uncertain situation. So fingers crossed, it appears to be nothing more than that. As far as the game, and we'll we'll obviously any more details, we'll pass them along. As far as the game, how about this? You know, yeah, okay, I could uh, hear as, as someone jaded say, "What's the big deal? They're not very good. They lost the game." But not only did they compete, looking forward to the rest of this year and beyond, Kai Bowman, he was one of the seven in double figures, had 17 points, had three of six threes. And I think Kai Bowman actually filled, at least tonight, some of the leadership void created by Draymond Green's absence. Yeah, and look, that's and what that's you want incredible. your point guard to do, right? Yes, I mean, that's, yes. that's what you want, the, the guy that's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. And look, I don't think Kai Bowman's a true point guard in terms of his skill set. He's more of a shooter and more of a scorer. But he's so small, he has to, especially now, given the backcourt situation. But he has a decent handle. And, and he's I, fearless. And I do think that the attitude, the edge, the fearlessness, the competitive spirit, and, and yeah, even the leadership was, was on full display and has been in the games especially where he's been forced to be more of a primary handler when they haven't had D'Angelo Russell and now tonight when they don't have D'Angelo Russell or Draymond Green, in a year where it's all about who are the keepers, there are a few Warriors tonight that made their case for being keepers. Kai Bowman is absolutely at the top of the list. 888-957-9570-888-957-9570. Call of the game coming up. Uh, Whitey's pluses and minuses. Oh, yeah. the, the, oh, yeah. the, the pluses were looking a little thin early on, right, Whitey? all of a sudden I had to go to page two. Yeah, now you got two, three pages <laughs> full of pluses. We'll get into that, and we may even have a dirty work dub of the game, although I, I, I think we may have just talked about her. Dirty work, dub of the game. A lot maybe, of choices, maybe tonight. not. Yeah. But right now, let's go ahead and head back to Salt Lake City and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, as he addressed the media following the Warriors' loss. It's what I expected. Um, you know, the other night in Dallas was really an aberration. Um, this team has been fighting um, since the beginning of the season, and, and obviously dealt with a lot of adversity um, but this is uh, this is what we've seen uh, as a staff it's what our fans have seen you know we're not winning a lot of games but we're competing and I'm really proud of the guys it's uh, I, you know I, 
I feel bad for them. I th- we had a, we had a chance, but we just couldn't quite get over the hump. Is, I know you didn't talk talk to your team about the game in Dallas, but did you? What did you, kind of messages you give them coming into this game after that? Uh, just that I expected to see the team that we've come to know the last couple weeks, in particular, um, the team that uh, has started to you know come together and and figure out an identity and execute offensively. Um, our defense struggled tonight, but um, you know playing without Draymond, that's been the case. We've struggled without Draymond, and so. Um, Offensively, I think we had nine turnovers, like 28 assists. Um, everybody was attacking and moving the ball. So it was a, it was a really good effort against an excellent team on their own floor. Um, so, again, I'm, I'm proud, but uh, disappointed at the same time. Spellman has, I think, seven major threes last yeah. This is God stretch kind of big that you envision. Yeah, I think this is the role that Omari has to play um, for us. And, and uh, you know, Aaron Miles has been working with them uh, every day. They've really tried to fine-tune that three-point shot. Uh, he came into camp shooting kind of a, a flat jump shot, you know, like, like he was using a lot of effort on the shot. And, it, and you could tell he had great touch, but uh, he wasn't giving the shot a chance. And... I think the last two games, something has clicked. The shot looks smoother to me. It looks, uh, I looked at it on tape last night. He's shooting it on the way up. Um, and the work that he and Aaron are putting in is, is paying off. And uh, that's a great sign because uh, that gives us a dimension, you know, that we haven't had since, uh, since most spades. Coach, is it a lot of it mental going from basically a 50-point turnaround from Wednesday to tonight where they really competed? Is it a lot of it? To be honest, I think I think it was more physical. I think you know we've had a brutal schedule, and uh, this was our third game in four nights. We've been on the road a ton. We haven't had two days off since uh, the beginning of the season. And I thought the other night we ran out of gas. We also ran into a team that made everything, and uh, Dallas is uh, you know the number one offensive team in the league right now. They're playing uh, great basketball and. Um, that was, again, like I said, that felt like an aberration. It felt more like exhaustion. Um, tonight was the team that I expected uh, to see, and we, we came out and, and got after it physically, competed, uh, did everything we could, and just wasn't quite enough. When Bowman has a road trip like he has, do you at all start to think about, like, you know, obviously the 45-day limit and what you might eventually have to do to yeah, but um, there's not a whole lot we can do. You know, we're we're our our hands are tied. So all we can do is uh, you know keep giving him the opportunity, and he's seizing it. And uh, you know, this is great. It's a great great opportunity for him as well as our other young players. Um, you know, in a season that obviously is disappointing in terms of the wins and losses, there, there's a lot of individual uh, battles um, to be won. And, uh, you know, a guy like Kai Bowman's playing for his career. And uh, so for him to get this opportunity and seize it and play well and show the league what he's about, it's fantastic. And obviously I want to keep him. Um, we, I think we, we feel really strongly about that. But if we can't, I'm really happy that he has shown what he can do and he's shown that he belongs in the NBA. 
challenges of playing with the eight-man rotation? Uh, I think um, that most of all, it's the, the number of games on the schedule. You know, if you if this was college and you only played two games in a week, uh, you could you could do it without problem. But uh, the, the the number of games, the travel. NBA schedule it, it wears on you, and to to do this with eight guys is tough. And so you're going to run into some some nights where you just don't have it, like we we, we ran into the other night in Dallas. Thoughts on Utah? They're a good team. They they play both ends. You know, one of the top defensive teams in the league. Um, you know, I thought they let their guard down a little bit in the fourth quarter when they got up 20. And uh, I've been around the league a long time. We're not a team that people are going to get up for right now. We're just not. So. Um, we may have caught them napping a little bit and put a scare in them, but they're they're an excellent team, well coached, got a lot of talent, and uh, they've been doing this for a long time. They've got got a nucleus that's been together. They know exactly what they're doing. Boy, a real honest Steve Kerr there on, as you mentioned, Whitey, at the top of the show, the Jazz taking their their foot off a little bit, yeah, and and, and the Warriors being in a position. Look, Steve Kerr's seen that over the last five years with as dominant as the Warriors have been, the Warriors would get up 30 on some teams, especially the last two years. And, you know, I know it it was only 20, not 30, but they would get up big and then all of a sudden a 20-point lead would be eight or a 30-point lead would be down to to 14. And everybody would look around thinking, well, what's going on? And and, and look, it's hard for some nights good teams to to keep the foot down. And, And so that, I think, allowed the opportunity for the Warriors to get back in the game. Now, the Warriors took full advantage of that opportunity. Uh, Steve Kerr also, pretty honest assessment of Kai Bowman and his situation, and also fine-tuning Amari Spellman's shot a little yeah, bit, which has looked better. a little better. flat, a little flat. You know, a, a, a game like tonight, even though the Warriors came up short, a comeback like this I think really is an indication of what a good job Steve Kerr and his staff are doing another good indication is the fact that even though they've got eight guys and you know they're having to simplify things and change what they've done for years they had 28 assists tonight and they only had eight turnovers so we know that they've had defensive issues and they had some more tonight but the fact that they're taking care of the basketball uh playing smart basketball and and that the fact that they played as hard as they did tonight I really think that speaks well uh, uh, of Steve Kerr as an indication of what a good job he's doing under very difficult circumstances. Yeah, and look, he said night one when they weren't going to have Draymond Green and they weren't going to have D'Angelo Russell and they found out they were going to not have Stephen Curry until at least February, night one, he said they're going to compete their tail off and they're going to fight and they're going to scrap and they're going to be a, a, a tough out every single night on the floor and and I think for the most part the Warriors have have done that and look they're they're more injured now than they were when you look back 3 weeks ago when they were first you know going through this situation and they learned that they weren't going to have Curry and and the like for a good portion of the season so I I you, you got to tip your cap when you look at I mean the eight players that played Kai Bowman right two-way player undrafted rookie from Boston College Alec Burks, uh, NBA journeyman, but a good mm-hmm. good player, but an NBA bench player. It, it's you know kind of a journeyman player. Willie Cauley Stein, disappointment in Sacramento that the Warriors thought they would have something, find something in, hasn't panned out. Eric Pascal, second round draft pick, rookie. Glenn Robinson the third. You know, talk about guys playing for their career yeah. after being at a couple of different stops and and not panning out. And then you've got Jordan Poole, who's been. 
a disappointing rookie early on, but still a long ways to go. Uh, Amari Spellman, somebody that the Atlanta Hawks said, you're not good enough to play for us. We would rather have Damian Jones than you go to the Warriors and, and figure it out. And then Marquise Chris was a first-round pick that was – He's already on his fourth team. On his fourth team and borderline out of the league. Yeah. So to have those eight players be able to put up the fight that this Warriors team put up, not only down 21 in the fourth quarter tonight, but at the end of a four-game road trip where they got thumped by 48 the other night, it's – look, I, you know, we have at times graded losses – but, I mean, we don't have to go there now, but look, this is what they did tonight was impressive. Yeah, Omari Spellman, four for four beyond the arc. Steve Kerr was just talking about how much better his jump shot looks. But the Warriors made 12 of 28 threes, and they have really struggled since D'Angelo Russell got hurt. They've really struggled to make threes, and that's one of the reasons they were able to stay in the game. Not only was it a reason why they were able to make the comeback, but they were able to hang around because they really shot the ball well tonight from beyond the arc, and hopefully that's something that can continue. Glenn Robinson made two of three tonight. Uh, Kai Bowman, three of six. We know that he's a pretty good shooter. Uh, even Jordan Poole made one tonight, one of five. But uh, if the Warriors can start making a few more threes, they're going to have more nights that uh, look like tonight. Well, that kept the game close, yeah. really. Just yeah. the, the fact That's that there wasn't yes. a great disparity in yeah. three-point shooting at the end of the night, although the Jazz essentially duplicated their three-point shooting of the first time that they, they beat the Warriors at Chase Center. I think it was 122-108 to 108 was the final. They made 16 threes in that game. They wound up making just 14. Uh, still a lot of threes and at a high percentage right under 44%, but the Warriors were right there with them. They hit 12 of, of 28, winds up being a six-point difference in favor of the Jazz in a game that, that Utah ends up winning 113-109. Uh, to 909. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, if you want to weigh in with your thoughts on this one. Is, is Kai Bowman a keeper? Yes. Is Kai Bowman a keeper? Yes. For sure, Steve Kerr wants to keep him. Uh, and and at what level is Kai Bowman a keeper? Because you know, is he a is he third point guard? Is he a, a backup point guard? I mean, I, I mean, I you could make a case. You, know, you get Stephen Curry back, and well, he's a good couple enough shooter of veterans. Where he could be your third point guard, but he's a good enough shooter where he he's not limited to that. Yeah, he can do that for you, but he could also. Uh, play a little off guard for, and I realize defensively there would be some issues there because he's smaller, but he's a combo guard who can handle the point. So yeah. he's a pretty useful guy to have around. As we said, how many times are we going to say it? I don't know, but he's just absolutely fearless. So how can you not find a spot for a guy like that? I, I think that, you know, there are a couple of guys, and we can get more into this, a couple of guys that you start to see on nights where they play well how they might fit. And you hear Steve Kerr speak about. Amari Spellman and how you know, Amari Spellman, his game has to be knocking down shots. Like the hustle is great and and getting on the floor, diving for loose balls, all that's great. But Amari Spellman's not going to be able to play on a good team unless he's making the three ball. That's what separates him and makes him a guy worth having on your team. Exactly. And you know, you heard Steve Curry compared him to most spates a yeah. little bit, which I thought was interesting. And and the ability to knock down the three ball. You know, if he gets to a point where he's pretty consistent and they've already tinkered with his shot, you know, that's a guy that, again, I'm not talking necessarily six through ten on your roster, certainly not one through five for either of those guys, but but maybe the Warriors could be finding some 
some legitimate depth in terms of maybe the 11 to 15 kinds of guys on their roster or the, you know, let's say 10 to 13 players on their roster. Well, you want down the road, right, to avoid a situation where you're a competitive team and you've got to give major minutes to someone like, and bless them, but, you know, and here comes Jonas Jerebko, right? I mean, that's, you're hoping some of these guys next year or beyond can really fortify your second unit. And Amari Spellman played so well tonight that, he was on the floor, and, and Eric Paschal, who, who's been maybe the Warriors' best player in the early going of this season, uh, Eric Paschal was was not on the floor to finish. Right, I got to think Paschal's probably running out of gas, running out of gas a little bit right on this road trip. Yeah, I don't disagree with you at all, but yeah. it's not hard to understand how he might be gassed a little bit. How about Marquise Chris tonight had four assists? Yeah, threw a behind the back pass. You can see that he has an idea of what he's trying to do out there in terms of moving the basketball. Now, there's been a couple of times where he's got caught in between and there's been some awful turnovers or maybe he sees something a half second late and it winds up being you know a steal going the other way. But but he does have a nice knack for trying to you know, trying to have he's some court vision and court make a play. Yeah. yeah, and you mentioned uh, Pascal, and I apologize. We can't talk about Pascal without talking about that block, that the block defensive shot. Defensive play of the year for the Warriors to this point? Sure, yeah. That was incredible. 888-957-9570, Whitey's pluses and minuses are coming up here. Uh, Some phone calls, and we're also, we hope to hear from Kai Bowman and Amari Spellman. We should be able to do that uh, as well as the Warriors lose tonight in Salt Lake City. Jazz beat the Dubs 113-109. to Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Warriors lose tonight in Utah. 113-109 is the final. Warriors were down by 21 in the fourth quarter. They cut it to two. They wound up losing this game by four to dip to three and 14 on the season. The Jazz... They improved to 10-5. and five. I'm guessing there are a lot of people who turned this game off in the third quarter. Those who did, I could certainly understand that, but they missed quite a finish. What do you think of the Jazz? I know it's painfully early. It's too early to make any judgments. To me, Utah, they're still figuring some things out offensively. They shot very well tonight. They're a good team. What I'm talking about is this a team that could, that could compete for the championship uh, they're missing Ed Davis, who I think is a little underrated. I think we agree on Ed Davis. But their bench is um, is a little underwhelming. And so I have serious questions about the Jazz. Again, talking about them as a team that could actually win a championship this year. Yeah, I, I don't think they can win a championship this year. I, I like them. They, they aren't the best version of themselves yet, I think is probably the best way to put it. And they also look like they need another scorer off the bench. If, you know, if they're going to really push to make a, a, a run. I, I see them as a team that, and look, the Western Conference in the early going is, I, I think it's, for the most part, underwhelming. I think there's five five good teams right now in the Western oh, Conference. Oh, yeah, for all the talk of the West is so tough. So yeah. far, it really hasn't been. Yeah, I mean, to me, the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Jazz, and Rockets are five good teams. Now, Dallas is a team that's playing well right now. I, don't, I can't say they're a good team, although Luka Doncic has been 
outstanding. I, He's I would improve so much from I would last year when he was phenomenal. Put Dallas sixth right now of among just no particular order, a group of let's say a good team. Beyond that, I don't. I mean, is Phoenix a good team? I don't. I don't think they are. They've gotten off to a decent start. Is Minnesota a good team? I don't think they are. Gotten off to a decent start. San Antonio and Portland are in a huge in hole. Free fall. Uh, both of them five and eleven. The Spurs have lost eight straight, and the Trailblazers are two and eight in their last ten. Yeah, but they got Carmelo now. Five and eleven for both of those teams uh, is. Sacramento a good team? I don't think they're a good team. And then you got Memphis and Oklahoma City. Neither one of those teams are good teams. Not yet. So at this point, there aren't a lot of great teams in the Western Conference. I, I do put the Jazz in that group, let's say in the top third, if you want to go you know, 1-5, to 6-10, and then 11-15. Uh, uh, to 15. I have a question for you about Kai Bowman. And I think if you're following the Warriors, you can't help but be a Kai Bowman fan so far. But we just heard Steve Kerr say after the game tonight, boy, we, what was the way he put it? I, uh, I want to keep him. We feel very strongly about that. Um, so why wouldn't they be able to keep him? He's a two year play, a two way player, pardon me, a two way player. So that limits how many days he can spend with your team. Right? Yeah. He's got a 45 day limit that, that he be can with be the with the Warriors and practice days count. Travel days do not. So practice days and game days count. So today would count as a day, and he is—he's right at about the twenty mark. And he's at, paid at this, a, this is kind of off the beaten path, but he's paid a daily amount based on the number of days that uh, he plays in each league. Right, a, wow. pro, a prorated NBA minimum for the days that he's in the NBA, and then he has another salary that, that is the two-way or the salary for being a G League player. So if I'm the worst, I can keep him for up to forty-five days. If I want to keep him beyond that. What kind of options would I have? I know that we're up against the hard cap. Yeah, the Warriors are up against the hard cap. So if you, if you want to keep them, they don't have enough money to sign him to a contract currently for the remainder of the season, a, a full-blown NBA minimum contract. They would have to relieve some cap space somewhere. So that would be trade a player for nothing, trade the player, trade a player for a future pick, uh, second-round pick, and, and have that salary just go away. And you would create a little bit of space to to sign him. That that's something that could be done in theory. Uh, the other option would be Marquise Chris, mm. who is the Warriors' lone non-guaranteed uh, contract player. Contracts become guaranteed right around the January tenth mark. So, uh, and Marquise Chris is playing well enough to where I think the Warriors would probably like to continue to take a look at him throughout the remainder of the season. Although the Warriors do have some big men coming back. Uh, Kavon Looney's coming back at some point. Draymond Green obviously coming back at some point. Smiley Geach is somebody they're going to want to get a look at. So I don't I don't think it's a lock that Marquise Chris is on the roster, let's say, six weeks from now as you get closer to that point. I mean, push comes to shove, the easiest move would be you wave Chris, you free up money to move Bowman into that minimum salary for the remainder of the year. I know this isn't contractually feasible, but just based on the way people are playing, it'd be great if they could keep Kai Bowman and send Jordan Poole to the G League because he's still struggling with his shot. Now, he did have, what, he had 13 tonight, 11 the last game. So if you squint, it looks like, oh, he's playing better uh, and he's doing some nice things. But that's a guy, as much as he's struggling with his confidence, who maybe could benefit from playing in the G League. But uh, he's on a guaranteed deal, right? He, he's he a first is. First round draft. He pick. is, and you could still send him down. I mean, you could still send him down and have him get 
some time down there, but it won't affect anything as it yeah. pertains to Kai yeah. Bowman. Uh, you also need to have some guards uh, on the roster. That's I mean, true look as at well. It, the, the Warriors right now have three guards among their eight, uh, their eight healthy bodies, three true guards uh, in Kai Bowman, Jordan Poole, and, and Alec Burks. So the Warriors are in a spot where you're going to have to get a little bit healthier. You're going to have to get D'Angelo Russell uh, back into the fold, and you're just going to have to – you're going to have to be a little bit deeper to be able to allow for, you know, Damian Lee is a guy that could come back as well and maybe take some time. You're going to have to be healthier and deeper. Where are you, Jacob Evans? Jacob Evans is another one. Those guys come back, and then you have some depth, and then you can send Jordan Poole down to to fix his game, uh, let's say, a little bit. One one guy who Steve Kerr mentioned earlier here on the show as we played his postgame pref- press conference that's fixed his game is Amari Spellman shooting the three ball and Spellman was four for four from three tonight uh, sending uh, Steve Kerr into thoughts of Amari Spates of years past. Uh, let's hear from Amari Spellman uh, after this ball game as the Warriors lose in Salt Lake City. Just start letting them go again. Um I've been a shooter in college, was a shooter last year. I was just waiting for them to fall this year. Um, happy that they did. Wish we could have won the game. Feel like you're getting in a rhythm with it, though? Uh, for me, you know, to be honest with you, it's going to sound crazy, but I got a haircut and I got more confident, so I've just been letting them go. What about the haircut that got you out Oh, uh, man, I was just out here living foul, so I had to get a cut. Change my whole confidence, my whole aura different. He's a new barber? Nah, nah. Man, Kai, Kai's my guy, man. And the way he competes, I just want to be there in that fire with him. And so um, I'm just happy he on my side, competing as hard as he does, and he going to give it up every night. And I'm, and I'm right with him. I, I, I mean, obviously, it's not a lot of time. Do you feel like you guys are a team where you probably can get Draymond, maybe even lean back on the we got a homestand coming up. Can you feel a little momentum? Um, I feel like fighting back instead of laying down tonight was a good step, but it's still not a win. You know what I mean? So just got to keep fighting, keep running, keep doing what those guys ask of us. Um, and hope we, hopefully we start coming out with different results. Does it feel like the short bench and the heavy minutes is, you know, wearing on the team at all, especially after a four-game road trip? Uh, everybody young. We're not really worried about it. I mean, maybe, I'm saying back-to-back, back, but I was about 40, so that don't, I don't think the legs are a thing. How good did it feel coming back? Uh, you guys were down by 21. You made a game of it right down to the wire, really. How'd that feel? Um, felt felt good to be in the game, but you know I had a had a tough turnover um, trying to get it to Willie, uh, and and for me trying to be a good teammate, I it's tough. Um, I know how hard all those guys fought to get back in the game, and that's tough. All right, so Mari Spellman there as he uh, had a decent night. Knocked down four three-pointers, 18 points, seven for nine. And uh, he, he got a new haircut, and that changed everything. Forget about working on your shot and more arc on it, the things that Steve Kerr was talking about. He got a 
little trim up top. Sure, whatever works. Most Spates, by the way, he spent three years with the Warriors. He was only a really good three-point shooter in one of those years, and he made himself a good three-point shooter. 2014, before Steve Kerr was uh, coaching the Warriors, most Spates shot 26% with the Warriors the next year. 2015, he shoots 28%. And then 2016, he shot 387 beyond the arc. And yeah. then his last two years of his career, 37% with the Clippers and then 37% with Orlando. But that's a guy that just got in the gym and turned himself into a guy who could knock down a three. And look, Amari Spellman's ability to have an NBA career, in my mind, is it is completely attached to his ability to knock down the three ball. In, you know, Not the greatest athlete, obviously, but does hustle his tail off and play hard. But you got to have some semblance of a, a skill beyond that. Even if you believe that is a skill and knocking down the three ball could be a path toward him uh, having an NBA career and maybe being a back-end roster guy for the Warriors next year when, when they get healthy and, and retool this roster again. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. We're going to hear from Kai Bowman coming up. We've also got your call of the game. And, and Whitey's pluses and minuses. Hey. Oh, boy. It's Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, Warriors lose to the Jazz, 113-109. Still time to maybe sneak in a call or two, 888-957-9570. Warriors now 3-14. They are in the midst of a very difficult stretch of playing on the road. 9-11 of on the road. Now, the, the first four of that is now in the books. Warriors home Monday against Oklahoma City, Wednesday the night before Thanksgiving against the Bulls, and then it's back out on the East for a five-game road trip before returning home there that second week of December. How in the world do they reverse the foul call on Gobert, where Gobert fouls Burks, and you know that Gobert's saying, hey, I got the ball. Okay, but there had to be contact with the body, right? I mean, in the NBA, two guys under the basket – by rule, there's almost always a foul. So yeah. if you call a foul, yeah, all right, he probably did get the ball at the top. It's a nice play. But how do you overturn that? I'm not saying it would have mattered, but still, how do you overturn that and Yeah, say we, no foul? No, I don't think you can overturn it. I don't think there's enough evidence to overturn it. We were watching the replay live, and and initially I thought, okay, it was a foul. I couldn't really tell either way, live. we The first replay we saw – uh, I think you said that's a foul. Like, we both at the same time reacted to the replay. I think you said that's a foul, and I said, I, I, I don't think that is a foul. Uh, but then we watched it a couple of more times. I thought, okay, maybe there was a little body, but the, the most important point in this is there you can't overturn call. it. Yeah. They called they it a foul. Called a foul. You yeah. shouldn't be able to overturn that to me. I mean, there was enough there where it, it wasn't blatant and obvious, and I know the NFL and NBA have different interpretations of what it has to be. Right. But I didn't think that one should have been overturned. Uh, we're going to hear from Kai Bowman here coming up momentarily, and we'll also have your call of the game. There was also some strategy th- at the end of this game that, you know, if the Warriors had a little bit of a better record, we might be kicking that around a little more. And it was the Warriors down three, 112-109, 10 seconds to go. They're inbounding. They're inbounding. They still have another timeout. Uh, at this point, 
So, to me, you can take the layup if it's a quick layup. And and Alec Burks drove, and his shot was blocked by Rudy Gobert, and and the Warriors you know, wound up. That was that that play wound up being. Well, it was actually two different plays because it was. It was uh, I think it was a reverse that came up a little. Oh right, short. yeah, you're right. So Gobert you're right. contested. You're right. And Burks got to the rack, but he tried to reverse little spin that came that's up right. just short. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And then and then so anyway, but the point being, at that point, you can take the two and knowing that you have a timeout, if you're down one. But a lot could, of people have been saying You could and foul I, again. I'm with you on this, but a lot of people have been saying, Oh, you gotta just shoot a three there. I think one thing, I think they were trying to get the ball to Bowman. They wanted to inbound the ball to Bowman. They couldn't. And sometimes that has a lot to do with what you actually try. The defense sometimes doesn't just allow you to do whatever it is you want to do. Sure. Also, that wasn't uh, Bowman or someone driving to the basket in a situation that they've never seen. Alec Burks has been down. Uh, he's been down the lane a few times. He thought he could get to the basket. He did actually get to the rim. Came up just short. I'm with you. If you can score there, you have a timeout. If you can score, you can still play the foul game. There was plenty of time left. Yeah, enough time to play the foul game. And the key is you have the timeout. If you don't have a timeout there, you got to shoot your shot and go for the three. And and if you don't make it, you foul, and the game's probably over. Didn't work out, but you don't know if it would have worked the other way either. No, but again, it not hard cut. Oh, you have to shoot a three there. Well, no, that's the reason you keep that timeout in your back pocket. It gives you an extra chance, and maybe the opposition misses a, a free throw. All right, let's get to our call of the game. It's time for the call of the game. Brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile. One more to the well. Conley's bounce pass. Stolen by Bowman. Bowman with Mitchell chasing. Goes in and dunked it with a right hand. Hi, Bowman. Oh my God. 108-103 Utah. What a game Bowman's having tonight. Spectacular. My goodness. He's got 17. Spellman's got 18. And uh, Kai Bowman would finish with 17. Amari Spellman would finish with 18. That was uh, that was authority. That was a play where you thought, okay, maybe the Warriors can win this game, believe it or not. Uh, and and uh, just, yeah, point of emphasis there from Kai Bowman throwing it down. Now make sure you tune in tomorrow here to Warriors This Week at 9 o'clock Who's tomorrow. Who's on that show? I'll think about it. Who's on it? That's uh, John Dickinson. Oh, wait, uh-huh. that's me. And you, Whitey Gleason. Tomorrow. All right. I'm definitely. Uh, we're listening. on at 9, but be listening at 9.30 tomorrow. And if you can correctly identify the call we just played, you'll win $50 to Schroeder's Restaurant at 240 Front Street, in San Francisco, the call of the game is brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile, the best deal in wireless. By the way, 11 steals for the Warriors tonight, including that Kai Bowman steal that set up his incredible jam that left your friend Jim Barnett speechless. Uh, well, let's go ahead and hear from the uh, man of the hour, Kai Bowman, in Salt Lake City here before we get out of here on a Friday night. Here is Kai Bowman after the Warriors' loss for myself earlier in the, in the half so just it was tough to get out of that but to be able to get out of that and be back in the game uh in those last two minutes is big for us just to show that we come out with that intensity that we had at the last few minutes we will stay in the game I mean, that's the biggest thing for me, being a backup guard. I mean, you want to be able to take care of the ball and make plays without turning the ball over and making the right reads. 
Has any, do you ever thought of, I mean, I know current stage is not, you know, maybe seven something, but do you want to be like a full-time guy with this team? I mean, yeah, just from the front office to the players that we got right now, just a great organization. I mean, a lot of people wanted to stay with the team that they was, they was with uh, because of the belief they got in them. So if I was to stay, I'd love it. Yeah, so. Did you believe that you would be right now at this stage? You know, I'll tell you this yeah. month and a half. Yeah. No, nah, I mean, just the opportunity I'm giving. I mean, I'm blessed with this opportunity. And all you guys don't get this opportunity. So just taking it one day at a time is big for me. went behind the back and it looked like you were cocking it for a dunk and then you switched it. Man, I don't even, I don't even remember the play. <laughs> I just just saw him go for the uh, going for the steal uh, early at half. He was trying to get, uh, get the early foul to stop us the transition. So my first initiative was to put it behind the back. What did you see? All right, so a couple of questions there in the post-game media session with Kai Bowman. Uh, as the Warriors lose this game to the Jazz, 113-109 to 109 the final. Warriors did commit a season-low nine turnovers, fourth time this year, that the Warriors have had ten or fewer turnovers, which is pretty incredible when you look at them not having their top two point guards, Stephen Curry and then D'Angelo Russell as, I as agree. the primary backup. Really impressive. And then to 28 assists, whatever it was, that's incredible. Yeah, and, and the ball movement has been there. and, and, and you got Against a really good defensive team, yeah, too. Yeah, the number one team in terms of defensive rating in the NBA and and the Warriors were able to score tonight it was really just a matter of you know the stops weren't there consistently uh for this Warriors team and and the Jazz did wind up hitting 14 three-pointers uh as they hit 16 in the first matchup and that that wound up being a a significant difference uh, in the ball game as well all right Whitey that's going to do it for us we're back at Chase Center on Monday night for the Warriors and the Oklahoma City Thunder but before that we're going to be back Right here at 95.7 yeah. The Game, coming up in about 11 hours. All right. Where so, do you sleep? I'm sleeping right here. Yeah, I got a couch out in the hallway. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but with the You've been the, here longer. Fair view enough. the TVs. Yeah, right. exactly. Uh, so I want to thank, uh, thank Ryan. I want to thank Alex. I want to thank uh, Arden as well uh, tonight as the uh, Warriors fall to the Jazz. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow right here, 95.7 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.